What are you, Z's? I'm Tom Hefeberg. Yeah. yeah. What? 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 <laughs> All right, I can do this one. This is the Inside Joe. Thank you for tuning in again. And for all those that also listened to the very first episode a week ago. Before we start, I just want to kind of introduce some new segments that I'm really excited about. Um, The first one is um, we're going to take some topics and call it the mailbag. So if you guys have any suggestions or topics you want us to talk about, um, we'll put that in the mailbag and talk about it next week. And you can reach us at theinsidejoe at gmail.com or at theinsidejoe on Twitter. Welcome to the second episode of The Inside Joe. Um, I have a special guest for you guys. Um, his name's Ed. But before we talk to Ed, I just want to thank some of you who have responded uh, to our Let's Go Postal mailbag here. Um, so you can email us at theinsidejoe at gmail.com with any suggestions or topics that you guys want us to talk about. So Ed, just really quick, uh, if you want to say hi to the people and tell them where you're from um, and what you do, your interests are. Real quick. I'd love to. Hi, people. My name is Ed. I'm from Milwaukee. I live in Chicago. My interests include music, mostly music. What kind of music? What kind of music? Ah, I love jazz. I like singer-songwriter stuff. It's not... Who's your favorite singer-songwriter that people would know? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan? Pretty... Who's that guy? big name. Uh, folk. Is he like a pop artist? You know who Bob Dylan is. So, uh, do you play any instruments or do you sing? You write? I do. I do all those things. I play trombone. I play piano. Oh, you guitar, try, okay. Oh, wow. And I sing. You play the boner. <laughs> I play the boner. It's a really hard instrument to, to really pull out. I don't see where you're going with this. So um, we kind of wanted to get more in depth with that. So where did you? Where does one start to play the trombone? Well, I started in band class. Uh, so I played the piano when I was like a little kid, elementary school, and then starting in sixth grade is when I picked up the trombone. And they it was kind of cool. They I went to a performing arts middle school. So oh. when we were picking out instruments, uh, they took us to a room and like demonstrated them. Like, oh, this is what a trumpet's like. Yeah. This is what a Whatever. Yeah. Violin is like. And I just thought the trombone looked cool. What did you like about the like, trombone? Like the, the sound slide. too? Though? It was the a slider. Slide. Cool thing. You get to yeah. slide and and it sounds cool. Yeah. I like the brassiness. Yeah. So currently, so you took those lessons and currently in your late 20s, now you're, you know, from what I talked to you about earlier, you're in a band currently? We've spoken before, spoiler alert, before this. We didn't just meet. Yeah. Unfortunately, so unfortunately, we have met before. Let the folks at home know that. I didn't take you from the streets. I'm like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? <laughs> Just want to clarify for them. Yeah. That isn't what happened. So so you're in a band currently. It's a newer band. Is that correct? For you, at least. You're a new uh, part of the band. Oh. yeah. Or that's done. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that's actually <laughs> So that, that fell apart as quick as it started. <laughs> So, uh, if you want to tell, I was briefly in a band, but I'm also in a in a longer standing band mm-hmm. that started before that, and, and I've continued with that band. Okay. 
Let's cut through. You know, let's let's cut through all the bullshit. Okay. How about, how about we okay. just get right to it? Get then, real. Huh? You have. I guess that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you have five yeah. five artists you can only listen to for the rest of your life. You are for real. Okay. Who are those five? <clears throat> Who are those five? Five artists I can listen to for the rest of my life. Beethoven, John Coltrane, Tom Waits. Oh. And Pink. Pink. Uh, who else? See, I'm trying to get a mix of genres. Too. Yeah. I like it so far. You have really so good choices. Pretty, the Beatles. Would you do The Beatles? The Beatles. Is that five? That's four. Who else? Hmm. Adele is pretty popular. She is popular. And yet, not in my top five. What about the Beebs? It's an important question. No. <laughs> you too cool for him? I am. I am too cool for <laughs> You could say that's that with accurate. confidence. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a fact. Oh, and uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Sure. No. You just threw that in there? Nothing to fuck with. Oh. All right. No Sinatra? Nope. No Bubbles? Michael Bubbles? Buble? No, not Buble. Hmm. No. He wouldn't. No. All right. You know what? You asked me a question. Can't yeah. be the same. Oh. Can't be the same Okay, question. okay. That's fair. All right. Go ahead. Any question at all. Doesn't have to be on music. Could be anything. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you've been dying to ask me questions since I, you've met me. True. And I'll be completely yeah, honest. Instagram. Okay. Uh, oh, what's your... Do you have a connection to Boston, actually? Yeah, I do. Besides uh, just doing the accent on occasion? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, this is a real accent, though. Um, so uh, I've been... In, I'm from... Um, I went to school in Boston for about a year. And um, it was a hell of a time, you know. Um I didn't get too smart, though, about it. <laughs> Had a lot of chatter. Went to the Have the Ad, you know, do all the cool things and watch the sacks and Fenway. Um, but no, it was a good year. Um, I actually roomed with... It was my first time in college. My parents dropped me off in Boston. I went to Suffolk University. Um, it's in the middle of uh, pretty much downtown Boston. Oh, cool. Um, my parent, I was so excited to get out of Illinois. I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. Going to the coast. Mm-hmm. Big. Exactly. And uh, they dropped me off. They were, like, crying. And I'm like, leave. I was such an asshole. I'm like, come on, get out of here so I can start my life. They were crying? Yeah. They were, like, some <laughs> I'm the youngest of four. And they were like, oh, do you so have everything? Are you sure you want to do this? I was like, let's do this. Like, as soon as you leave, I'm starting my life. Um, I was super excited. So... Um, and they were turning back to an empty nest. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. I was get to the, it. I was the very last one for them, and I think that that they realized that, especially because they drove me from sh- Chicago to Boston, and now they had to go the empty nest drive from Boston to back to Chicago with nothing. So looking back on it, I feel bad about it, but I was so so excited. Um, I do have a funny story about my very first day in Boston. I want to hear it. Um, First day, um, so I lived right next to the Boston Commons. It's like a basically like a big park area, um, kind of like Central Park of Boston. Okay. Um, or and, maybe Grant Park of Chicago. Or Grant Park of Chicago. That's great. And then um, I met this guy. He was selling T-shirts. And uh, this guy, he looked pretty deranged. He was uh, probably about like late 
late forties, early fifties, selling t-shirts. Um, I love Boston t-shirts and he saw me and I was, by the way, very ignorant person, really innocent, didn't know anything. I was from Libertyville, Illinois, didn't really get out much. Um, not the most street smarts, zero street smarts, zero street smarts. And he sees me and goes, Hey, don't I know you? And I go, I'm so ignorant. I'm like, no, no, I just moved here from Chicago today. And he goes, Oh, I thought I saw you from a jazz festival. I'm like, oh, no, I don't even listen to jazz, but thanks. And he's like, hey, let me take you out for lunch. And I had just bought a burrito um, from a burrito stand that was called Boston's Best Burrito. So um, obviously it tasted like shit, but um, I, I told him, I'm like, oh, no, I'm full. I just ate Boston's Best Burrito. That's how I was like elf. I was so ignorant. I'm like, no, I just had the best burrito in Boston, so I think I'm good. And he's like, no, let me take you to Legal Seafood, which is like a nice seafood chain in in Boston. And I'm like, no, but I'm really not that hungry. I just kind of want to walk around, you know, see what Boston's like. And he was aggressive. He's like, no, you're coming with me. So I'm like, sure. This is what college is all about. Meet random people and, you know, deranged deranged people and just see where it goes. Mm -hmm. So I went to lunch with him. He bought me seafood. The bill, we talked about music, we talked about life, uh, we talked about girls, everything. And the bill came and he's like, I got this. And then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. My mom wouldn't, wouldn't approve. But that's, yeah, I'm that kind of kid. My mom won't approve. And he, sweet. Yeah, and he goes, this is where I got scary. He looked at me and goes, your mom's not here now, is she? And I'm like, shit. What the fuck did I get myself into? Oh. And he wanted exchange numbers, and I gave him my number, my actual number. Good call. Yeah, because I'm so smart. Um, anyways, I and then he's like, "Hey, we should go to a bar," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm not I'm underage. I can't I can't drink." And he goes, "I know the kind of I know the kind of bars you college kids like to go to." He's like, "I'll take you to a grown-up one," and then I'm like, "I gotta go. Uh, I have orientation," and I got the hell out of there. And I saw him uh, a couple months later, and it was really, he yelled at me, called me a bitch for not calling him back, and uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> so that's one story about Boston. There's going to be plenty more in the that future. That was amazing. Yeah. There's been a lot now, of... <clears throat> a couple questions. Yeah. So he called, he did call you. Yeah. Did you want to hang out more? This I, guy actually bought you dinner? He bought me lunch. Bought you lunch. Yeah. Sorry. I honestly felt like he was going to rape me, if I'm going to be completely honest. Got it. Yeah. I thought that went a little different direction than I thought the story was going to go. I thought it was going to be he ordered a bunch of expensive food and then ate and then ran away. Oh. And you felt guilty and had to pay. So you thought he was like a homeless guy. I thought he was hustling you. Yeah. Not that kind of Not that kind of hustle. Wow. Yeah, so, oh, by the way, right after that, again, still my first day of Boston, as soon as my parents left, I felt so dirty and, and terrified. I went to a Borders bookstore, because it's f- very familiar, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I just stayed there and called all my friends, oh. and just was there for like six hours, reading magazines. <laughs> I was terrified. Well, that's, that's just a good activity. Yeah. Terrified or not. Yeah. Like chilling in a Borders. Yeah. Sounds like an amazing place. Yeah, and a good story. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> so stupid. All right, we're recording. Oh, shit, we are recording. Oh, fuck. All right, talk.
Is this the voice I want oh. to you? Is this the voice I want to you? I can do better than that. <laughs> I kind of died in straight. Is this the voice, voice I want to you? <laughs> Did we not go to college together in a frat? I feel like that's what we are, like frat, old frat buddies. All right, you do need to go further though, because <laughs> you do sound like you're right here. All right, here we go. And that brings us to our sponsor. I'm really excited about this one. I know we had a couple of jokes from producer Dre uh, last week, but this time we have a real sponsor, and it's Xbox. Xbox is one of the my favorite systems. I, I love playing on it. Uh, I can't, I, I don't even understand how we got Xbox this week. Uh, is, this is true, you're not fucking with me like you did last week, right, Dre? Make miracles happen. All right, so yeah, we're just gonna, okay, so we, yeah, we're sponsored by Xbox. Uh, I'm just gonna read the promo. So this time it's real, right? I don't want to be like a fool like last week. All right. Well, again, very just thrilled about our new sponsor, Xbox. It's a giant delivery brown box with a giant markered X on it. Really, dude? So it's not. It's just a box with that you drew a marker like an X on. All right, guys. So. I don't know why I keep falling for this, but so we're not, we don't have a sponsor again this week, but you know what? Let's just keep it rolling. I was a jazz snob, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, I was kind of had the attitude of like, that's the only good music, you know? Can you explain that to me though? I think that's, that's <laughs> okay. Cause like, okay. So I, I love basketball. I grew mm-hmm. up with the NBA. People always describe jazz and basketball as hand-to-hand a lot of times they're saying jazz and basketball have the similarities where it's a lot of improv a lot of moving parts you never know what's going to happen and it's beautiful the flow of the game the flow of the Hmm. music of jazz it's been compared a lot i still do not i tried to because of that i've tried to listen to jazz Hmm. trying to be cool like oh i get the nba i get jazz Mm -hmm. i tried really hard and i do not get it so can you kind of sell okay, me jazz? Sure. sure. Well, I've never heard that comparison before. I don't think. Yeah. I kind of like it now that now that you say that, and I could see why someone listening to jazz, looking for basketball, might be disappointed. But um, sell you on jazz. I okay. So when I first got into it, was probably eighth grade, and I had a jazz album that featured a trombonist, and I was a trombonist, yeah. like learning how to play this, and so it just sounded like music I'd never heard before and he's playing my instrument in a way that I hadn't heard before like I was used to you know band music the kind of stuff you play marches or whatever sure and so hearing this very different kind of beat uh, and it wasn't even something that I was like oh I really like this it just fascinated me I thought it was so curious and I wanted to understand it that's what I really was like what is going on there I really don't quite get it but it I know there's some something going on deeper and I really was uh, curious very curious about it so that seemed kind of interesting but what in particular do you yeah. feel like man this is it like this is the kind of this this hits me oh well um what i an association i've heard with jazz is that it's kind of like wine uh simply in that it's also an acquired taste okay and so it's not it's not something that just everybody just picks up and is like oh i get this yeah it's great i love it Gotcha. Not like a, a popcorn flick kind so, of thing. But yeah. that being said, um, there are definitely like easier points to get into it than others. You know, easier 
stuff to relate to. Who would you recommend? Mm -hmm. a, a jazz artist that, like, you know, obviously I'm a novice, don't really enjoy jazz, don't hate it. I just don't sure. understand it. Who would you recommend for me to try? Uh, Count Basie is a really good entry point. Is it a vampire? <laughs> that is a great question. And I'm sad to, well, actually, I don't know, honestly. He's just a count. Now that you say that, yeah. he was, I think he, he or someone else who was appreciator of his music made okay. that up. They used to have names like that, I guess, because there's like Duke Ellington, oh. Count Basie. Oh, they're really prestigious people. I guess so, yeah. They were like... Sir Alton John? <laughs> well, he's actually uh, knighted. Okay. And not a jazz and not, So neither. <laughs> so who else? Who else? So I know, but yeah. So there's the Count. Count Basie. Basie. Uh, Louis Armstrong. I think like earlier jazz, especially like Swing or Dixieland, yeah. some of that can be can be more accessible because oh. it's a little less crazy yeah. sounding. And um, at that point, when they were making that music in like the 30s, it was dance music and it was popular oh. music. And... I don't know how no, pedantic I, I, I should yeah, get, yeah. but but when around 1940, a new style of jazz came out, which is called bebop. I don't know what that was, but I threw up a little bit. Sorry, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So bebop <laughs> was like a big, big change as far as jazz musicians go, where it wasn't for dancing, it's not for popular listening, it's not for the it's not for like the mainstream radio, it's for like people who get it. It's like this is. Musicians, okay. they're playing super fast. They're playing really complicated stuff. They're pushing themselves to the limits as musicians, and uh, it can be really cool. But it really changed, you know, who is listening to this. And can you explain the differences between jazz and, and the blues? Sure, sure. Well, there's a lot of interaction there, and um, you, if every jazz musician plays some blues. And a lot of blues musicians play a little bit of jazz, but the blues is typically uh, simpler harmonically. So they both have improvisation. They're both um, were pioneered by black artists in the U.S. in the South. So you know a lot of, especially in the, at the start of jazz, they're they're had but blues is, from what I get, blues is a sad version of jazz. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Well, blues. So it's the has emo stuck, has <laughs> emo jazz equals blues in my head. Is that not okay? Uh, well, blues is just it really is like harmonically much simpler and really stays. It's all different kinds of blues have kind of the similar, very simple harmony underlying it, and jazz has gotten a lot more academic and uh. out in all different kinds of directions. So, so different jazz might sound. Mm, a lot more disparate from one end of the spectrum to another, whereas blues sounds a little more. Uh, it's a in that way maybe a more defined style because it's one blues artist will have a lot more similarities with another. So blues, I feel like they're talking about a lot of time women, like they're sad about a woman that. Oh, left the lyrics, them. lyrical content, yeah, yeah. Well, as far as the lyrics, jazz. Um, after that bebop thing I was talking about, they didn't they didn't even have lyrics. That mm -hmm. was just instrumental music, which yeah. is part of why it wasn't as popular. But before that, that would be like uh, a lot of it was uh, Broadway songs, actually. Oh. And like they called it Tin Pan Alley. It was a street where a bunch of songwriters had shops and they'd write these 
their pop songs, and it's called the American Songbook now, is like these pop songs from the 30s and 40s and from musicals of oh, that that's time. really cool. And that's what the jazz musicians would perform. So they would do a, a song from a Broadway musical, the singer would sing the words, somebody would improvise a solo, and then they'd sing the words out. So it's kind of like... You can imagine the lyrical content there. It's a lot. Of, it is a lot of love songs and that kind of stuff, but it had a little more harmonic complexity. And then um, the blues, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff about women <laughs> and just people singing about their lives. Well, trans- of, transitioning yeah. here though. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. Speaking of women. Oh. Yeah. So you know, I've, in the previous podcast, for anyone mm-hmm. that, that listened to the first episode we had with Rob and Andre. We talked a little bit about that. Kind of want your perspective on things. Sure, I've uh, written some love songs, sad and happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> can you gotta take us through the emotions of someone uh, like first love, and to someone that's a little bit more veteran or been through some stuff. The perspective changes that you went through. Ooh. Okay. My so my so. Uh, oh, that's intense. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's the inside joke. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, how my perspective has changed. I mean, well, it makes that makes me think of when you were talking about your first day in Boston. Yeah. And you're like really naive or like you're not worldly. Yeah. And then compared to like even just a year later when you left Boston, I'm sure you had a completely different perspective of like Definitely. what it is. So, I think obviously experience just makes such a such a difference I think um, everybody everybody when they're uh, especially maybe maybe even more so in our culture when you're younger you get all sorts of crazy messages from like the media and from your friends like your friends who also don't know what they're talking about like as far as the opposite sex or what relationships are like or anything like that and so you just have all these ideas about how things are dude. you're wrong so, so just to <laughs> like, kind of put it out there, though, is you're, you're, so currently you're engaged. Yeah, so I've come a long way <laughs> from that, I guess, to yeah. now I'm in... Not that I know all the answers or something, I don't claim... I mean, you're getting married in a couple of months. Me, but I am getting married in a couple of months, uh, yeah. And we're the same age, and I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> but yeah. um, I do find it interesting, though, after You all could this get time. married in a couple months if you want. I'm good. Yeah, it's probably... <laughs> No, but I guess it's kind of not, going not through. Not to rush into, I think. So think about Ed in high mm-hmm. school. I guess that's the best way to think of it. Okay. Ed in high school, romantically, <laughs> now Ed getting married in, in a couple of months. Yeah. Well, there there was a lack of romance would be the, would be the story there in high school. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like romantically... Lonely, mostly. I think I just like desired it. Desired. Well, and I also felt really. Um, un- I felt uncomfortable. Like I didn't know how to talk to women that way. I could talk to them like joking around or having a conversation, but not like uh, flirting or like yeah, you know, like hitting on them. Hitting on them was not good. Yeah, at that. was not good at that at all. You know, uh, being confident. What changed? Uh... I don't know, like, that's another thing, like, experience, yeah, getting older and yeah. being with women, <laughs> you realize, I think like, getting hurt. Getting hurt? Probably is, like, the biggest sure. jump. Sure, it really sucks, but you also realize you're not dead, 
or whatever, it's like, okay, I can get through that. You can get, yeah, being rejected even can help because you grow from that. If like, yeah. And you care a little bit less. Sometimes I think you, you care a little bit less about the stuff that kind of doesn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when you're younger, I think you care about everything, even stuff that may not be real. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, your feelings definitely get hurt more easily. Yeah. I guess when you're younger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything I have a, uh, I have a half brother who's 12 right now Mm -hmm. and he definitely (sighs) goes through like the, emotional roller coaster kind of and it's it's almost like he's putting himself through it is it almost like he's is like, it almost like he's playing jazz <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything could be jazz yeah, yeah. emotional jazz like, I kind of like uh, I kind of hate that but I also kind of yeah like, that's kind of that's kind yeah, of who yeah. I am you kind of hate I kind of hate Joe <laughs> but it makes a good point yeah okay alright I'll, I'll take see it. it I can see it so another thing is part of it is simply because of the changes to you being an adult, like when you go to college and especially after college where you're like self-dependent, like you pay rent, you have a job, you set your own schedule for your day, all that kind of stuff, like at least for me was a process to get a hold of. I didn't just like fall into adulthood like I got this. Right. Everything's figured out, you know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super responsible but, like, going through that process, I guess, to me, kind of parallels going through, like, being ready for an adult relationship where you actually... Responsibility. You have your own shit together so yeah. you can handle having some shit with somebody else. <laughs> well put. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have your own shit together, you're not going to be ready for that. I just can't wait till I have a kid. And I'm like, hey, son, let me tell you when I met the whole, how I met your mother. Well, she had three really good pictures that I found real sexy. <laughs> Uh, there was I swiped. I did. Yeah, so I gave her a swipe right, and 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 that's about it. Yeah, so we had sushi. Uh, first day went well, and, and there and you were born. But if I swiped left, you wouldn't even be here. Whoa. <laughs> now, to be fair, yeah, I don't think like our parents' generation or anybody before us. They're like, okay, maybe before us at some point they had like really elaborate courtship rituals, but. That's been going away for a really long time before we came along. Yeah. You know, like our parents, they'll tell you like maybe a story of how they met. Like that sounds great, but there's a lot of people who just met like the same way we meet. You know? How did you meet your fiance? We... <laughs> did you swipe right? <laughs> no, no. I, I, have, I have no experience with uh, dating people who I met on the internet. Yeah. Um, that I can talk about, obviously. Right, right. Yeah. While this one's right, going on. Right, right. With the recording. Side piece. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, I met her at the Old Town School of Folk Music. And we were in a singing class together. Harmony, an acapella harmony singing class. Oh, cool. So that was, to me, the perfect in because we were already, like, singing harmonies together. Is that in Lincoln Square? It is. I used to live around there. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's it's a great so place. Cool. I love it. If you want to meet women, it's a great place to do that, too. Even if you have no time. They're cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not there it's not an uptight place musically. They're very So you guys were in the colors. you guys were in the choir together. She caught your eye? You're <laughs> in the choir dude. She def she caught my eye immediately when I saw her. Uh you saw like, this is a babe. This is a total total babe. She's the only person in this. It was a small class, and everybody else was like <laughs> ten years older than me, at least. So, we I were the only young people. I honestly thought you were. You said she was the only other person in this. Like it was just you two in this one choir. 
<laughs> no, no. It was it was like maybe a half dozen people. Okay. Okay. Five or six. And uh yeah, she we were the only young people. And so I just like talked to her, yeah. See, like I you went back and to And I asked her out. And then she she was like, Okay. First date was good? First date was great. We went to a coffee shop. She lived in Andersonville at the time, and I was in Logan Square. Andersonville's right here. Which now I know exists. Before, that was like further north than I would ever venture. Yeah. Um, But I was like totally down to venture that far north for this girl. So I biked way over there, and then I later found out the coffee shop was like at the end of her block. So she... It was easy for her to get yeah. for me across town, which is kind of classic. Like, yeah, and basically that that basically summarizes the relationship between a guy and a girl. <laughs> she would like she just went right out of her apartment, went to the sure, car shop. Sure. You had to work so hard just to get yeah, there. Which I think realistically, it, it's kind of like economics. Like she gets asked out. I'm yeah. sure still wearing a wearing an engagement ring, she gets asked out probably many times a day. Yeah, being a babe, which yeah. is a thing. Less than me. Uh, so, so yeah, but then we, we went to this coffee shop and we talked and we closed the coffee shop. We were talking for so long on the first day. Was it one of those, like, I didn't even know anyone else was in this shop. It was just you and me. Yeah, it was very special. Yeah. I'm sure we'll edit this so it all makes sense. (laughs) But, uh, I think that's. If you have nothing else, um, that's that's. Let's just say we have. That's all the time. No, I've had it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all the time we have here. I want to thank Ed for coming to my studio apartment. Um, it's not a studio a recording place. It's actually a studio apartment that I'm using as a studio for the podcast. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I live here. I, I thought you thought it was like a okay. trendy studio I get to it. record. No, I live here too. That's why the bed's right there. Behind us, behind us, behind us. And for our newest segment, get inside. Get in, get in, get inside. Um, this this segment is basically just kind of thoughts that I have in my head, and I kind of want to. I have to get it out here. Um, and hopefully you'll listen. Um, basically, the first topic that's in my head right now is that it is vacation season. People are going out and about. They're going to sure. different states or countries. And I'm with my producer, Dre. And, and I just kind of quick question yeah. with you. Um, you t- vacations are definitely in my head. What about mm-hmm. yourself? Same. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good <laughs> contribution there. So if you had to go to anywhere on vacation right now, where would it be? Um two things come to mind either i want to go to spain or i want to go to actually i want to go to india too i want to go everywhere let me be real i want to go all over the place but if i had to pick right now yeah i'd probably go to like uh italy italy yeah yeah that's not a bad pick i think i would i would want to go somewhere like in the netherlands yeah. Like I kind of want to go and like it looks beautiful out there and I kind of nice. want to do like that the nature stuff but also kind of like I definitely want to get some you know chill time as well too though it just seems like a beautiful place to kind of just chill out where? the Netherlands the Netherlands the Netherlands Netherlands <laughs> how warm is it over there? I don't know I'm not like a <laughs> president of the Netherlands I don't know, research it too much 
Um, but like the next topic that's in my head right now is that it is wedding season as well. Um, a lot of people, a lot of friends are getting married soon. I just feel like I, like I want to have somebody plan my wedding. I don't want to deal with any of that stress. And first of all, I don't need to go extravagant. I'm going to take that money and I'm going to buy a house, a car, whatever the fuck else. Because that's just Jesus. stupid. It's one fucking day. It's one day. Yeah. One day. And people are dropping so much money on this shit. Go through so much stress. I'm just trying to chill. I'm trying to get drunk. I'm trying to party with my friends. It doesn't cost that much money to do that shit. Well, that's my point. You could have a. I think you, you'll have a much better time yeah. um, on a cheaper budget. Just basically, like, I'm talking about, like, let's go out. Let's have an outdoor wedding. Yeah. Um, like, let's have, like, lights. Like barbecue. Yeah, like, barbecue light. You know, those ribs on those. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Put serious. some barbecue sauce. Put some barbecue sauce. Put some barbecue sauce. And then, you know, just some mason yeah. jars. Be That's a little so hipster because it might be cheaper, actually, to be hipster. Put some whiskey and some jars. Put some whiskey, some juice, some soda. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. <laughs> Producer Dre in the building. All right, let's just wait. Right. You could get married no. on the beach. All right. <laughs> right by the beach. By the beach. Oh, yeah. In a farm. Um, but anyways, the next topic really quick is Bernie Sanders. So I don't know yeah. if you've been watching the debates. It's something that I've been really kind of having a good time with. I don't know. I yeah. enjoy it a lot. He's a genuine dude. He's an adorable old man. No, but like I feel he like... He really is. He's like 75, right? Yeah. I mean, have you seen like the videos of when he was younger? Like yeah. 30 years ago, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> like he doesn't look any, like I feel like he's got Benjamin Button, but like on pause. <laughs> like he's always the same age over and over again. But, uh, I, and I love his finger pointing. Yeah. But what is he pointing he at? He hasn't changed, man. If you go back, he's like, <laughs> yeah, still the same. He's like shouting that. from the yeah. top of still his lungs. For what he believes in. Yeah. And I think they're, you know what I, I've always said about Bernie, what I, I feel like our generation and younger kind of appreciates the most of, as you could hear the ambulance in the background right now, <laughs> rescuing someone in Chicago, hopefully everyone's safe. But basically, I think people in our generation younger enjoy that Bernie is very, like, he's very hopeful and idealistic, yeah. and we usually kind of, like, see that as, like, only young people can be idealistic. I feel like I just want to kind of hug that guy. Um, he's a very lovable I do too. character. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, hold on. How do we want to hug Hold on. Hold on. Can no, we get rid of this segment? Hold on, hold on. No, you gotta go. All right, wait, wait. All right. Welcome to the Inside Joe. This is Andre, producer Andre, producer of the Inside Joe. Not drunk. You sound so drunk. Just tipsy. I keeps it real. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Skeet, skeet, skeet. All right, no I'm all this. up in this shit. You gotta go. All right. And thank you for listening to The Inside Joe. If you want to be a bigger part of the show, please email us at theinsidejoe at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at The Inside Joe. And as always, gumbay. <laughs>